0: What is going on, guys? It's episode nine. Episode nine, people. Um, For the beginning of this podcast, I'm going to sound way better because nobody's in the house right now. But, you know, when they get back, I'll have to go back to being quiet. So, fucking fantastic. But before I started doing this, you know what I was thinking about, man? Sometimes you got to learn how to do stuff that you think is best for you, okay? I'm not talk about anything extreme. It's just reading books. So I work at this moving company as I tell you guys all the time and um whenever I go there like it's the the drives are long cuz I come from South Carolina, right? And uh I'm just getting on my podcast notes. So I should definitely have all this prepared before, but you know, whatever. Um yeah, so whenever I'm uh, just driving all the time it's fucking rough. It's not that it's rough. It's just that, like, I just don't really find the time to read. Like, I want to gain information about stuff, but reading, bro? You want me to read a book? Just finding the time to sit down and re- physically read. Translate something into my brain, into English, and then comprehend what's going on. No thanks. I just don't have, like, the brain for that. It's not that I don't have the brain for it, I'll take that back. But it just feels like it's just not worth my time. I feel like a lot of like new technology gets rejected because it's new. But like stuff like um sorry. Uh stuff like yeah, audiobooks and stuff like what why don't more people use audiobooks? It seems like a very like feasible Seems like a very big, like, solution to a problem, but I don't know. For some reason in my head, I think the audiobooks are just, like, cheating. It seems so much easier than regular reading, because all you got to do is listen. Like, I'm so used to listening to podcasts, I probably would pick up a lot more information from an audiobook, but does that just be, would that be anyone's case? Would anyone, everybody would do better with someone telling them what to do, right? Other than reading it, or maybe that's just the learner I am, fucking... Listen learn. I don't know. (laughs) Not drinking water this podcast. Drinking ginger ale. So, getting a little loose. Trying to learn how to relax more, bro. You know? The one thing about me is that I am very, like, pedal to the metal. Want to get stuff done as quick as possible. So, I really need to learn how to relax more. And like enjoy stuff. I don't have an issue with working hard. The issue with me is relaxing. I don't relax well at all. I'm always thinking that there's some shit to be done. And there is true. There is stuff to be done, but you should pay yourself back. You should. You gotta have some fun in life, you know? You really do. But you know who should not have any fun? Whoever started this fucking coronavirus. Who how did this whole situation get started? I'm pretty I'm pretty sure on a podcast I listen to. Um, The more I listen to podcasts, the more that I realize, like, they're, like, they're like this. I've said a lot of stuff on podcasts I've messed up on. Uh, I said a lot of stuff that I didn't necessarily mean at the moment, you know. But podcasts basically feel like free-thinking things but in, the, in this kind of form. So, like, I don't really know if you can necessarily just take stuff as true from a podcast. You just couldn't take your stuff as true at all from anything. But, like, I listen to podcasts much over com- comedic value and just to hear the the opinions of like, you know, com comedians. Always curious about the way they think. That was way more interesting people in my opinion, but that's just me, you know, whatever. It's just whatever anyone wants to think. But this coronavirus, dude, it's just like who started it? I'm I'm pretty sure it was a couple in Europe. That's why I got it from the podcast. Um uh, there was a couple in Europe who went to New York and they went to Ch- they went from Europe to China and then took a visit to New York or something like that. It's like something crazy like that it's just so fucking it's crazy. it doesn't make any sense, but like that's what happens when stuff like that happens like like this happens and then stereotypes stereotypes start to get thrown around um this used to be something that I was like really fucking terrible with. I realized that I was a person who is basically I'm not a racist. (laughs) But I think that the generalization of like any type of grouping of races race or even gender and anything like that is fucked up. So I can't just be like, oh, just like a woman. Can't do that. And you can't be like, that's just like a black person, right? But you can also not be like that's just like a white person. That's not fair. But for me, I was just always going to the stereotype of, like, this is what women are like. Because of some stuff that, like, was just dumb. Like, it wasn't even (laughs) just, like, who I was dating, like, at the time. It's just that we didn't work out. It's not that women were bad. It was just that we didn't work out. And I had to realize that, you know. It's those self-improvement moments that you really learn about yourself, you know. But I know about myself to an extent. Like, the stuff I eat. Let me tell you guys something about eating basic meals. It keeps your life very just boring and normal, right? Just very to the point. Wait, wait a second. Let me check downstairs and see if I lock the door. Watch me not ever come back because I'm dead. Okay, I am back. Um, yeah, I lock both doors. I always do, you know. But anyways, all I'm saying is when I eat basic meals, I eat stuff like chicken fingers. I'll go to a restaurant with a girl. Be like, can I please order the hey, chicken fingers, please? Chicken fingers a barbecue sauce. Chicken fingers a ketchup if don't have barbecue sauce. My meals are basic. Just as basic as they come. Right? And I act like, I don't know. I just don't understand how people want to act like the meals I eat are nasty. But here's the thing about the meals I eat. I know what I like, so I just eat what I like. What I don't get is that people who eat healthy food and pretend like it's good food, that's a lie. Always. 100%. Mm-hmm. Because, like, <sighs> I just fail to see a person on this earth who would want to put a manchure tree in their mouth. That's what broccoli is. Little mini trees. You're killing ant California trees, bro. You're just eating them. No, yeah, it's just like how people say alcohol tastes good. No, 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 no. Some alcohol might taste better than other ones, but I don't think any alcohol realistically tastes good. You know, I'm saying like actually, like something that you like, mmm. Like you know when you go for a long run. I'm talking about back when I would when I ran for um when I ran my marathon. And I finished. Uh, I drank. I wasn't really drinking that much because I had been drinking that throughout the race because I got so tired. It was just the worst. But um, when we got to eat, like they took me to Ru- Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, Ruby Tuesday. And uh, boy, I'm talking about. I drank every. I drank like six cokes. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking about. Like that coke tasted like crack. It was quenching every. T- it was quenching nothing. It just tasted so good right like i'm saying like that's all i wanted like there's no nutritional value to it you don't even get realistically a long time like that's what sugar is that's why i think it's so crazy how people want to get on other people for like these certain traits they have like people who get on people who smoke a lot of pot or like people who get on people who drink a lot you know if you eat a lot of sugar, your body is just like it's shitty too. It's addicted to a drug. Sugar is a is a drug, dude. It's like caffeine. <laughs> I was reading an article about um uh people who microdose before they do stuff. Not even microdose. They just do stuff, you know. Uh, while you know they smoke weed. Um, I guess it's microdosing, and it was talking some, and they was talking. Somebody made a point that like how can somebody be on a bunch of caffeine all the time and be okay? Like how's that okay compared to like someone smoking weed? And here's the thing, that makes sense. That really does. Like it makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it like that because um caffeine gives you an advantage. It makes you more alert and focused. And it's just because it's legal is the reason why people can like can use it. And it's like and like that sounds stupid but what is legal? Why is it legal? Stuff that's legal makes no sense to me, you know. Like, who who deems that is legal and okay? Like, why is caffeine? Other like, Adderall is a totally legal drug in the United States of America if you need it for a prescription for ADHD, right? So here's the issue with that: the people who have ADHD, um, the stigmatism behind mental health is already an issue. So if you admit that you have ADHD as an adult, you know, it's probably, a, it's a hard thing, you know, I would say. And get like, the problem, like, taking the time, not even admitting it, just taking the time to care about it. Because people probably think that you just need to figure it out. You know, maybe it's your fault that you can't focus that much. And it's probably your fault to an extent. But if you have ADHD, it's not your fault at all if you can't focus. Like, you need drugs. you Not drugs, but you need something to help you focus. You need some type of treatment. Or you need some extensive learning outside of yourself to figure out how to, like, read and understand stuff. So, what my only point in saying that is that it's easy to get Adderall, which has ruined a lot of people's lives. There's reddits of just pages upon pages about how Adderall ruins their lives. Weed on the other hand, I don't know. I don't know weed ruining people's lives. I'm sure it happens, don't get me wrong, I'm a hundred percent sure it happened. A thousand percent sure someone smokes too much and they just like they're just stuck. Um but I just I don't know. It's just hard for me to understand how it's fair. Like that makes sense. Caffeine is just like a very a very interesting type of drug. It's just it's just the rules that people make. Stuff just doesn't make sense. I really don't. Like I like the questions that I ask myself in my head, just one I ask myself all the time, why the fuck are audio books so expensive? Because this is what I'm coming into now, soon, you know? I wanna start using audiobooks. And an audiobook, I think the audiobooks I'll be listening to, let's just say they anywhere from 8 to 12 hours. So if I have a job uh, that is 50 miles away, probably a little bit more, probably a little bit less, but I gotta get to like the highway, so I'm not doing 50 the whole time, but. <laughs> It'll take me like an hour to get there, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more. So, that's an hour there and back. So I've got two hours off because I listen to them straight. Sometimes I won't listen to music, but I haven't been listening to that much music lately in the car. Uh, I've been trying to listen to a lot more podcasts to, you know, shape my view. Because let me let me just, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna put a little boldness right here so I don't forget where I'm at. But I just want to say, after this quarantine, guys, let me tell you guys something. Anybody who wants to start their their lives, when it comes to like not start their lives but start their career when it comes to like a creative path, I think that right now in this quarantine, you need to be working and writing and and practicing and getting your shit tight. I mean, I want your stuff. If you if you're like a performer, let's say like a stand up comedian or a um dancer, or singer. You gotta have everything tight right now because this is free. Listen to me. Nobody can do anything right now, right? Let's just say that we all stand locked down until like next year. Everybody's on the same page almost. You know? Nobody has any type of like, like, there's gonna be people who've been doing it for years, right? Years upon years. But. Um, when they first get back into it, there's going to be like a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of days, probably a couple of weeks, maybe like one, or two, maybe two to three weeks where like it's free game. If you can come in and just show your talent when this stuff comes back and there's going to be a, a access for, not access, a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a want for as much comp, like not comedy, but, uh live events like that is possible and they want to see people you can make something out of yourself because of this i'm telling you it's positive that's why i've been um writing a lot uh i think i'm probably gonna take a break from writing soon and just start working on my uh my material because i got a lot of material but like i need to start working on delivery and stuff like you know like i want my i'm talking about i want to be practicing my five minute set for this place called the Evening Muse, I wanna have it just, just boy, I just want it tight. I just wanna be like da 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 da. I don't talk about just wanna be hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, dude. That's how I'ma come out. You guys will see. I'm telling you. But, anyways, this is why I'm saying this because audiobooks. I'm trying to um, further my education as much as possible. You know. And um, I think audiobooks are a good way to do it, as I was saying. Like, they're just so expensive. Uh, we have Audible um, by Amazon. And we get like, because we have Amazon Prime, we get a month free, right? So we get a one month free. Not a month, one month free. We get a, a token a month for a free book. Uh, so we have like six of those right now, but. I'm telling you, I an hour there, an hour back, that's two hours, and then I'll probably listen to some throughout the day. i probably easy can go through, like, not pushing it, probably, like, two to three hours a day. Maybe more, maybe a little bit less, which means that I could easily have an expense for audiobooks that could range anywhere from $75 a month to... 30, depending on how much the books are. So that's what I'm worried about. It's just, that's crazy. Like, that's just going to be so long, but so much. But that's the thing about me, is I always think about how long stuff is. Like, people who do 12 week programs, I don't know how the fuck you guys do that, dude. 12 weeks, I would always be looking at the end stage all the time, like, all the time. And it would just, just, annoy me i guess to think about how far it is but let that be said me and my dad had a pretty good conversation today where he was explaining to me that um belief is pretty powerful when it comes to like doing anything so i guess that's what it is it's the belief in yourself to see if you can do it you know like some people just that's just the belief and i just don't have that heavier belief but i'm working on it you know Because if somebody can have the belief that like something like, I don't know, like a fucking toll road can be a good idea, then I should have belief in myself that I can do something great in the world. Because whoever in the fuck invented the toll road should be, that is such a scam, dude. And let me tell you guys something about, um, toll roads. Let me see who made it. Cool. Who made it? Who invented the toll road? This period was marked by the United States. But this period was marked by the development of turnbank companies. Our earliest toll road. Who invented turnpikes? James Madison. This is my only point when it comes to toll roads. Toll roads are just, they seem very scammy. Because think about it toll roads are, first of all, something that I don't know anybody going into. Well, I have never went to on purpose. I've been to one before, but never on purpose, right? So, I guess in some new update or something with the maps. What the do? What the? What the? What they do in Charlotte area? Like you know, like North Carolina <laughs> is um. I only say area because like I go around a lot in the area. Um, is that like there's a road now with a toll that you probably need to go like to a lot of places that I have go to jobs at and like the GPS. Always send you that way. Like, it's the first one. They always try and get you on the road. Like, you, you can go with the exact same ways. But it just really wants you to go over two lanes into the toll road. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That is, I, I cannot understand the concept of a toll road. The concept that one road is better than the other one. Is that what it is? Or you can pay for it to be easier. So then, like, on traffic days, I guess. That makes sense. I mean, tolls are not cheap either. It would cost you like, if you were running a long time, it'll probably cost you like. Pfft. I rode the tolls one time, probably for like 45 minutes, less than that, way less than that. Costing like four bucks, but I was in there for a, a while. But if you want to go there every day with traffic, it'll probably cost you a grip. I just think that they're stupid. Like I'm telling you, toll roads just seem like a scam. I really don't. I just really don't understand. Like, but you know what's even a bigger scam? Any type of thing that you have to look up. Any type of medical thing that you look up. Because, like, every time you look up anything medical, anything medical, it's always the worst possible thing ever. That's always the solution I give you. You would be like, my right elbow's been a little bit out of it. They're like, hmm, did you say that, um... You can make a ball yeah and they're like all right when well, you make a ball squeeze it do you feel like a little bit of tension they're like yeah in your wrist and they're like yeah and then it's like can you feel in your elbow and they're like yeah they're like well you have nerve damage so your arm's probably gonna break soon so you need surgery that's just how extreme they are i'm telling you i looked up something like like my stomach's been hurting and they're like fucking fucking ibs irritable bowel bowel bowels bowel, oh my gosh Irritable bowel syndrome. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that's what, like, that's, that is just insane to me. I don't understand how they just always assume the worst. Like, it just, it, it's like, it's like all things get off on promoting fear and keeping you as scared as possible. Everything. Like, a lot of news and stuff, everyone wants to scare you. That's what they do. Like, <laughs> It's just, it's just crazy. Like, they want you to think that if your neck is broken, not your neck is broken, what the hell? But if you have anything wrong, it's the worst thing ever. ever. Never go on the internet when it comes to looking for any type of medical advice. Seek a professional. You need to seek a professional, you know? Not me, because I'm not a professional, because I don't have a profession, you know? Because find a job. Is a profession on its own, and boy, is it a discouraging one. Imagine a job that you don't get paid for at all. You just lose all your, you just lose money. That's all. Find a job is you're not gaining any money. You just losing money and confidence. You know, but you can't. That's what I've been working on trying not to lose my confidence. Gotta stay positive. <coughs> sorry, I've just been fucking. That's what my throat. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta stay positive and um with when it comes to stuff, you know, when it comes to job searching. Like you don't have a choice. If you start getting negative and down on yourself, you're screwed. Like it's as simple as that. There's nowhere to go from there whatsoever. Negativity only breeds more negativity. I'm telling you. It's all about habits. Habits are the are the biggest thing ever. You know, like the way that I start out this podcast in general. When I made my first episode, it was 58 minutes long. So now I feel like I can never go under 58 minutes or after under an hour. Because I feel like I'd be cheating people, you know. Because for me, I listen to podcasts. Like, I'm telling you, I listen to Joe Rogan's Joe Coy podcast. Not Joe Coy, um, Michael Yo. Podcast, I listen to TFK day too. I'm telling you, dude, the span of like four or five days, I go through podcasts like nothing, dude. Like, I just go fly through them. So, the longer they are, the better. And it's the content I like. Um, I listen to a lot of solo podcasts, that's the thing that's interesting to me. I really don't. Um, because all the solo ones, are not boring by any means of the, uh, the imagination. I just haven't got around to re listening to them, you know? I've been really hooked on Joe Rogan and uh, T-Fat-K. They have just stolen my eyes, you know? it's Because it's something about, like, the di- first of all, the dynamic between Brian Callan and Brendan Shaw. Elite tier. They are best of friends. They make the best of stuff. They're so fun. it seems like my best memories that I can remember in life that's the way it seems that their lives, the emotions that they have, the feelings see that's what it seems like theirs are every single day of the week, every single day of the week that they're together. they just seem to have so much fun um yeah, so uh I love that one, and I love Joe rogan's because of uh well, Joe rogan's just interesting, just like. I try to think back when I first started listening to podcasts. Like, I remember when. Kind of. I'm pretty sure I started listening to them when I started working at Belk. In like 2016, 2017 area. Probably 2016 area. Because so, I was just saving money for when I went back to school. And I would work and listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. I don't know how I did not have that much money. Actually, I had a decent amount of money after when I went back to... FMU. I'm thinking about perspective of them now though, because I make a decent amount. Not like in a bragging way, but like I make more now because I raise. I guess I raised the the money with the moving company. Like I'm not bragging by any spans because it's a moving company. Like it's very entry level, but um, yeah, I'm um, just listening to podcasts all the time, and uh, they helped me get me through the day. And somehow I found Joe Rogan's and I found the fighter and the kid back when they were with Fox. This was a long time ago, dude. Twenty sixteen? Fighter and the kid. I mean that's forever ago. <laughs> that's so fucking long ago, dude. So long, you know? Um It's just it's like, um Oh, yeah, I'm talking about how I found them. Yeah, I'm not sure where I found them at. Like, I just remember. Something must have got suggested. I think someone said... Su- I got clips suggested. And I think the first clips I got were, like, these little animated... Sh- not animated shorts, but shorts. Just, like, clips of their voice. No audio, uh, visual, just audio. And I'm pretty sure I watched one about the worst job you had at <laughs> trying to support yourself as, a like, a fighter slash actor because they're both, like, actors and... Co- they're both comedians now, but... They started out, one started out as a fighter, the other one started out as a comedian. I mean, we're talking about how just terrible jobs are back, like, can just be awful, you know? And stuff like that, like, I don't know why. It's it's better to not have to ask for that kind of advice when you get it. It's just great, you know? That's why I enjoy podcasts, because it's like older people giving you advice about stuff, <laughs> it really seems like. And people are like, well, why should you take their opinion? I guess that's always the first Examples Like, why should you take their opinion? But these people are successful in the avenue that I want to be successful in, too. That's stand-up comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be a stand-up comedian, too. And um, to be able to hear people who have podcasts, who know how to just, like, they're just so funny. And, like, their personality is how they make their money. And it's not like they just make their money from... The old days of being a comedian are the days of just, like, getting on stage, from what I've heard. It's just, like, getting on. It was just television, pretty much. That's how you became a comedian. But nowadays, it's, like, people understand that they can, um, people understand that, um, like, your personality is something that is a commodity now. Like, it's, it's, it's worth true money not and it doesn't even have to be worth money from like a like a studio perspective or like a major perspective for everyone else. For you just being you, you can make a lot of money. A lot just doing your interests now. Like that's a really interesting thing and like and because of that that makes the road very wide open but also it's wide open. <laughs> so like if if people just tell you that you just gotta get out of California, right? You just gotta get out there, you know. But there's a bunch of obstacles as not obstacles, but there's no cars. (laughs) Just gotta find a way there, you know. That's basically what I feel like any type of creative career is. It's like there's an end result. You just gotta figure out how to get there, you know. And um, I think the best way to approach it is uh, the the process. Is I don't I, I gotta learn how to enjoy the process, you know. The process is the thing that's the most important. I feel like that's what Kevin Hart says in one of his books. Like his uh, audio book that's coming out. I want to read it, but you know the process is very important. It's what it's like. It's it's just like I don't know. It's it's the fun part of it, you know. Um, the more day the the more the days go on, the more I'm doing stuff like this. I dedicate a lot of time to. You know, comedy is, like, the more days I feel like I can do it, you know. And that's the confidence that starts to come in just from practice. Um, So, uh, that's a big reason why I just listen to comedians is that I just want to hear it. Like, I want to understand what they're doing and how the way they speak so I can start to, own, you know, craft my own voice, you know, and how to look at things. Like, I'm not going to, I don't steal their perspective, but, like, they help you quite you know, they help you ask questions and provide, you know, good commentary for stuff. I don't take any I try not to take any of their stuff. If I do it's completely on accident. But like for instance, um Joe Rogan made the point about it wasn't a joke, but he made the point about uh in New Orleans how they were using slave like they're basically using slavery to make people uh pick up trash. Cause the jail the uh prison inmates were working as, you know, trash people because they weren't strike down there. And, like, that's crazy. That's truly a form of slavery. That's what slavery is. Like, uh, um, undercutting and basically owning a human and do work. That's pretty much what all this prison system has been. But, like, that's what they were doing. They were truly doing it in the open eye. And it's really messed up, you know. That's just really dark. Um, And the way he said it, it was interesting, because I never would have thought about it like that, but maybe he got that from somewhere else too, but like, that's just an interesting way to come about a situation, like, I wish, I I just want to be able to have those more interesting avenues of ways that go down in my brain, which I think I'm starting to develop more, you know, asking way more questions, way more fucking questions, like, here's a great question, and I really want to talk about this a lot, um, and this podcast, uh, well, not really, not this. I'm gonna skip around. I'm gonna come back to this because I got one more. I see, um, well two more, um, uh, but, uh, well, th- actually, this makes a lot of sense. One of the strangest thing ever is being the president. I really just don't understand how that seems like a good job. But even fuck being the president dude. Imagine being the governor, just the governor of a state. You only deal with negativity. <laughs> there's some people who support you no doubt i'm pro- I'm sure it's a rally but like online it's just like the people who talk to the governor are probably people who i just don't want to know you know <laughs> like politics are a big deal don't get me wrong but who feel like who like truly go out their way and directly tweet at their governor and stuff like that yeah that just sounds terrible like those are awful jobs well all the pressure's on you, right? You have all the pressure. It's just not worth it. No fucking thank you, man. It's one of the it seems like one of the worst jobs in the world. But you know what has to be the worst job in the world? And people cannot agree with me if they don't want to. I don't give a fuck. NFL kicking. Ooh, it seems like some bullshit. I cannot imagine. I'm telling you. There's a difficulty to it that people just don't get. Like, I just, I don't know. Quarterback misses a pass in the Super Bowl that like Garoppolo did. It happens. A lot of pressure. You know? They can't, you can, and you can, and here's the thing about making a mistake as a quarterback. You probably have, if you make a mistake in like the second quarter, you probably have another. 20-some reps before you're just, like, a throwing reps, you know, to make it up. But um, if you do something like um, kicking in football, like, you have – if you miss a field goal, you don't have that. You, you, You might have a couple more chances, maybe one to two, maybe three. Let's even say on the generous, you have four more opportunities. That's it. And it's not for a game. You get four, maybe not, like, it's not four every game, but there could be games that you have four. But that's not common. You have the thinnest of thin of margins to make mistakes. It is made for the elite of tier of kickers. It's, like, it's crazy. And I know that's how all sports are, but, like, you cannot afford to make any mistakes as a kicker, really. <laughs> and if you do, people hate you. Like, hate I'm pretty sure kickers get the most flack out of anyone in the NFL. It's a terrible job, you know. I would say being a goalkeeper is a bad job. But because I know soccer, maybe that's why I would say it's not as bad as kicking. Just because I know goalkeepers get appreciation. I understand, at least, that you can't, like a really good goalkeeper, like Dean Henderson gets his credit. Um, Allison. The Alpson's the reason why Liverpool are so good. The reason why they suck so not sucked, but the reason why they weren't doing the best is because they had Karius and um Mainolay and goal, you know? And now when they switched them out, a good keeper makes a difference, right? Like how many people do how many times have you heard that a keeper switching like going to a different club has changed their team, right? But in other words, you hear, how many times have you heard someone picked up that kicker and it just revolutionized their game? It's not that common, you know? (laughs) It's not like a very big change for most people. It's not very heavily, you know, um, publicized, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Being a kicker just has to suck. It's very not rewarding, you know? At least I don't think so. But that's just me, um. But, uh, yeah, that's, it. But that's just the thing about American sports, too. They're very harsh. American sports are not only very harsh. Sometimes they're just, like, the thing about American sports is just, like, they're very forceful. You know, really good basketball is played at very very, just just strength-wise level. Same with really good football. But here's the thing about soccer whereas it is very there's very physically fit people in soccer and using your strength is very much a a very big thing in soccer it's like it's just not you can't get away with just being really athletic in soccer and other in basketball and football you can get away with that just being very athletic cuz you can develop technical ability i feel like more so In soccer, and this is the issue with Americans men's soccer is the fact that like we don't develop things technically well at all. The technical side of our game in America is very bad. Um, well, when I was a kid, uh, we didn't do much of like we would just kick the ball over the top and just run, you know. And when they tried to teach us how to do it, um, how to play really well, good soccer, at least for me. At the time, because I wasn't, you know, I didn't understand. I didn't watch as much soccer back then. Um, understanding like the movements uh, and everything is very difficult. And the another issue is is that because we don't have any type of like local clubs anywhere, it's like, who? What are you striving for? You know, like my parents were always were like, well, you know, if you would have applied yourself harder, you could have went to a professional soccer team. Uh, like, for, there's so many things that are wrong. Like, there's just so many scenarios for that situation that have happened, you know? And it's just, that, it's just living in America. Like, I'm not going to disagree with them to the point that if you work hard, it's something that you can, you know, do something with. But American soccer, is, it's just, like, American men's soccer is very bad because it's very um based on money, I feel like. It was when I was a kid. Uh, I think as they're getting more and more, like, I can't even make that lie. We still suck. <laughs> we just still do. We're just not playing well. And it's because they care too much about money. All the kids that were on the top teams when I was a kid were just all rich kids, and um, we're not just with like some technical ability. They were pretty good, but like they, it's just they were just kids who could just kick the ball over the top and run. You know, it's just about physical strength, um, and it's like there's so much technical aspect I feel to it. I just, it's just weird. But here's another thing, too, about the women's soccer team. Women's soccer is more predicated on who's the best because they know it's not a lot of money in it. So, like, look at a sport that's just very selective, and it's, like, the people who watch it, like, cricket. Cricket. I bet you there's a lot of money in cricket at the top, kind of. I bet you there's a lot. Then I'll take that back. I shouldn't say cricket. But, like, for women's soccer, it's hard to explain what I'm saying. It's like, it's like they're not. They, you don't really have the dream as a girl, a girl's women's soccer. Like, there's. it's not that you don't have the dream of it. It's that the avenue into becoming, like, a huge hit women's soccer person has not even been a thing. Like, there's nobody who's been that popular. Maybe Rip, Megan Rap- Rapino, Alex Morgan's pretty famous, Hope Solo when they were on their run. But, like, to have, like, like to be like LeBron James status of soccer, or, or Messi or Ronaldo or Mbappe, people like that status of soccer for women, it just doesn't really exist. So, you're not, you know, that you're not really getting into it to be really famous. You get into it because you love soccer, you know? And that's the difference. People would, I feel like guys soccer is just getting into it because, you know, they just want to, they just want the scholarships. They just want to be playing at the highest level. Not because they love it, just because they think it's, it just doesn't seem like they're doing it for love. (laughs) It, It really doesn't. It just seems like they're doing it for some other reason. I don't know what the other reason is. But it just never feels like it's as passionate as women's soccer. Women's soccer goals like, they seem to work way better. It's more of a system, you know. And in my opinion, I think that women's soccer, just like all women's sports, just need someone to come in and just revitalize it. You gotta figure out how to make it more um revolutionized and revitalize. You gotta make it more attractive. It's not attractive right now because promotion strategies I don't think are the best. Um, it's very hard to create commitment between like, like with sports, like it's very difficult. Like it probably took, it takes so much time to make the fact, and not so much time, but like the factors as to why someone likes somebody. I don't know. I don't know what they are, but I do know that it's definitely doable. There has to be some type of system that they come up with, like to make it more interesting. Cause that's all it did. Not to make it more interesting, but to promote it better. It's a promotion strategy. Two people are playing games. I mean, two uh, teams, uh, two genders of teams are playing games. Like, somebody has to figure figured out how to make it more, you know, interesting, right? You know, not, like, more appealing marketing-wise. Like, there's no market for women's sports, and it's really fucked up. Like, people should just really address it, I feel like. Somebody needs to come in and just make the games more interesting. Why? See, I'm saying not the games more interesting. Make the reason for me wanting to watch the games more appealing to me. Like, you got to create better scenarios. That's what's so good about Champions League. The story. Like, when Tottenham beat Ajax, it was the best thing I've ever had in my life. I remember sprinting around the apartment that was uh, the girl I was dating at the time. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Like, Lucas Mora See what I'm saying? Everyone loves it. Like, it's, it's the most, int- like, it's, it's, there's no film like that in the world, I don't think, right? And they've created that. I don't know how, but they've created that type of, like, that type of uh, following, that cult-like following between, behind, like, men's soccer. And I guess because it's so difficult that they're playing at such an elite level, it's fantastic to watch. Um, and I guess that's one thing about women's soccer, too. Um, the discrepancy in skill levels are very, di- are very, Wide when it comes to women's sports, the men's sports. Um. There's a lot of average men's sports players. I think I don't think there's that many average women's sports players. Sports players. What am I saying? Many athletes. Athletes. You know, in soccer, like. I would say. That in the B- EPL Minus its. The three teams that get relegated. Most likely, everyone out there, is really, they're very good. Like, very, very, very elite, elite, players. There's some bad ones up there, but, like, most of the time they're really good. In a women's soccer league, at their top flight, I wouldn't say everybody is the best. I would say probably there's a solid percentage who's not that good, and that's the issue. Is that the good players are good, but the bad players really do suck. I guess that's one thing, too. They need to figure out how to make the skill gap not as big, which I guess is getting down a little bit more over time. But I don't know women's soccer, women's sports. I feel for you, ladies. I really do. I'm not saying that you guys should be paid the same as men's sports right now, but there should be there should be somebody who's working on that, trying to make it more uh, appealing. Make markets like make advertise co- advertising companies. Maybe people want to advertise on women's sports. Like, there's, I feel like there should be a campaign for it. <laughs> Could be after this quarantine, seriously. Could be a very big avenue for it. Um, comes back. Somebody. I'm telling you, when they come back, somebody just needs to come in with a different approach. You know? Different approaches work. Conor Greer caught fire. I mean, he was like, you know, he stole it from other people, but... There's never been an Irish person who just came in just acting like that, wobbly arms and everything. Somebody figured it out. Same thing with women's soccer. I feel like if somebody just needs to figure something out after the quarantine, address it and just try and make that claim just make um, just make that claim, you know. Make make the switch for us, you know. Make those claims. Be like this is, be like, here's a claim I'm gonna make. I am a racist. One sec, one sec, one sec. I'm coming! Ooh, I didn't pause it. Sorry. I'll be honest with you. I could not tell you, even if you paid me $1,000, what in the fuck I was talking about. Pretty sure. I don't know. So, I'm just gonna end this episode off with my Bundesliga league of picks. Something I wanted to do. <laughs> because I'm coming back, uh, Saturday, so. Um. Let me see. That's it. Twenty six. Is that what this is? Yeah, that's this weekend. Wait a second, sir. Oh, I hate living at home, man. I just hate it. I hate it. My parents are the most unorthodox, loud people. But um. Anyways, uh oh oh yeah. So the Bundesliga picks so. There's just going to be guesses because, I don't know. Let's see. So, Borussia Dortmund versus Schalke. Borussia Dortmund. Probably at least 2-0. Actually, you know, I don't think people are going to, I'm not going to give score numbers. I just want who wins. So, Borussia Dortmund is going to win this against Schalke, I think. RB Leipzig is going to be Freiburg. Hertha Berlin versus Hoffenheim. Hmm. I go with to Berlin. I say this is gonna be a draw. I say no, no, you know what? I go with her the Berlin and then I say that those are Dunzeldorf versus Paderborn. Dunzeldorf. Um Allsburg versus Wolfsburg. Probably Wolfsburg, honestly. No, probably Osburg. they my friends. I try Frankfurt versus and Gladback. Um I really should have wrote these down. I don't even know who's going to be who. Uh, Probably Borussia Mönchengladbach. FC Cologne versus FC Main. A draw. Borussia Dortmund is going to beat Union Berlin. And Bayern Leverkusen is going to be. So I went. Let's see. I've got Dortmund, RB Leipzig, Hertha Berlin. Actually, I you to the Hoffenheim. So Borussia Dortmund, RB Leipzig, Hertha Berlin. I mean, Hoffenheim. Uh, a draw here actually at Dunsendorf and Paderborn Allsburg is supposed to be is going to lose to Wolfsburg so Wolfsburg <clears throat> one sec I'm about to put this in an Excel spreadsheet bro so then I'm telling you and watch eventually I'm going to get good at this and it's going to become the Justin Pinn's podcast to bet on soccer games boy I'm telling you uh, what's tomorrow the 16th I mean Friday 5, 16, so I said, do it man, actually this would take a long time, so I'm just gonna do this later, but yeah, you know, that's what things gonna win, all I have to say is uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to this if you did, um, it's gonna be episode 10 soon, so. Double digits, never thought I was going to make it that far, but I am. Um, I did, I mean, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, you know, if you want to follow me on any social media, I doubt you do, but if you did, there's no need, so I'm going to give you my social media. <laughs> but uh, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast, and uh, let me just say, uh, 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 peace out.